When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Pitstop Fracker and wow, just wow, what an amazing race we have witnessed today. On a hot, hot Sunday afternoon, LH44, my goat Lewis Hamilton at his home race, Silverstone, brought it home for an eighth time. So he's a record eight-time winner at Silverstone. And with me today, I have Richard and... Martin, Richard, how are you keeping, mate? I'm all good, bro. I'm all good. I'm absolutely sweating in this heat, fam. Oh my god, the humidity is a madness, honestly. Right. It's an absolute madness. It's crazy. But it's other than that, crazy. um, it's been a pretty, pretty sound weekend, you know. I'll go back on top. Feels like we, he hasn't won for like months now. It's been that long. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, it was weekend. getting bad. It was getting bad, man. I was, I was getting worried. But um, we won't discuss that. We, we might have to do a segment actually soon. Um, WhatsApp diaries where we release information from the group chat with some of the hot takes that people have been saying because my was hot on Friday when I saw that Merc pace. But yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another day. Um, Martin, how you doing? Um, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, been a long, I say a long week, but you know what? The sun's out, enjoying the summer weather. What more can we ask for? And tomorrow's Freedom Freedom Day, so what can we say? Beautiful. Um, all right, let's let's add um first and foremost, thank you to all our followers. The interaction today on the account was crazy. Past two weeks it's been literally through the roof. Uh, we even got a shout out from Tomo. So that kept us also smiling the past fortnight. So yeah, if you're liking the pod, please make sure to at us on Twitter. Uh, it's at pitstopfracker. Your views on this pod, your thoughts, tag us in it. We're keen to hear what you think of the content. Um, also, on that note, if you're, if you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, share. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a review. Um, let's get stuck into it, guys. Um, before the race itself, though, um, we had the Friday qualifying session, which determined the grid for sprint qualifying. Now, for those of you that are new to Formula One, sprint qualifying was a new format introduced 
by the one year, um, which is kind of like a mini race on Saturday, which determines the grid for the main event, which is uh, which was today um, on Sunday. And in that, we saw Lewis Hamilton start on pole, uh, however, get beaten uh, into the first corner. It was yeah into the first corner by Max Verstappen, um, and he was able to to bring it home. Um, so as a result, today. We saw Max Verstappen line up on pole with Lewis Hamilton second and Bottas third. And what we saw was probably one of the most catastrophic incidents on the opening lap today. Um, you had Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton going at it for lights out. Um, they were scrapping with each other. I don't think you can even fit like a 10p coin between two of them at one stage. Hamilton was ahead. Verstappen was defending. I saw going into Brooklyn's. I was up off my seat. I was getting all excited that Hamilton sort of had his nose in front and then heading down the old main straight, uh, heading to Cops Corner. Um, they collided, which resulted in Max Verstappen crashing out of the race. And the drama didn't stop there. But before we get into the aftermath of that incident, let's come to you first, Martin. What was your take on that crash between the two? Um, so even though I'm a massive Hamilton fan, I will say that I kind of do agree with the stewards in where they said it's Hamilton's fault. Um, I feel, but I feel like the penalty was fair. I will say that the penalty was fair, but I do feel like with Hamilton, I feel like he got. He was a bit fed up of always giving Max the space. He's had some, especially after yesterday in the sprint qualifying, where he was on pole and he lost it in the, like the first on the opening start. And it just really, and I think it really bugged him and it was playing on his mind. And he really just wanted to catch Verstappen. And we know that every time he lets Verstappen, gives Verstappen that space sometimes is needed, he ends up. Verstappen will start pulling away and then he's gaining tense and tense and tense on Lewis. Before you know it, by the end of lap three, he's three seconds ahead. And I don't, I just think Lewis did not want that to happen again, especially at a home race. And I feel like he just decided to be aggressive. And I it wasn't dirty driving or anything. He just decided just this time, I want to be aggressive and do something, I say, more of um, old Lewis. I feel like this is a more old Lewis. I think more, uh, more recent Lewis we've seen normally waits out and then he'll go, he wait, he'll attack later. Rather, this time I feel like he, um, yeah, he's just like, no, I'm not doing that because every time I'm not letting um, Verstappen get away with this anymore. So he decided to be aggressive and Verstappen decided to be aggressive. And you know what? When two hotheads clash, there's always going to be an explosion. So. And that's what ended up happening. I feel like there's been a lot of criticism on it, on what happened. We will talk about Red Bull's comments a bit later. I just want to focus a bit more on the fact that there was a few people coming for the fans today at F, um, the British fans at F1. Um, obviously, following the bad rap that we've gotten over the um, past couple of weeks with the Euro stuff. And I feel like a lot of people trying to say that Max, the fans was cheering Max crashing, which... I don't quite agree with. I think they just saw Hamilton trying to get past Max and they saw wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing and they were so excited and they're cheering. 
and they see Max Spahn. No one actually knows what's happened. They don't know if Hamilton's hit Max, I'm sure. But, you know, sometimes when you have a wheel-to-wheel racing and you see someone spin and then Hamilton's overtaken now, it's, okay, yes. Um, we, 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 we let out a chair, but I don't think it was in a malicious way as as sometimes we've seen um, with other sports where British fans have really gotten a bad rap. Yeah, it's 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 funny you should touch on that, Martin. I feel as though, um, from my view anyway, when I saw the fans cheering behind Max Verstappen, it was I think celebrating the fact that he got out of the car and he was safe and he was okay, and that you know he wasn't he he didn't seem too you know injured or obviously he was shaken up, but you know he, he came away in one piece. I feel as though what we saw after that though was. Um, wasn't Formula One. It seemed to me like it was a football match in the last minute. And it seemed like all these tactics were coming out. You saw the radio messages. You saw emails being sent. It was like going crazy. Um, Richard, let me come to you. What was your, what did you make of that with Horner's message, Total Wolves message, the FIA back and forth? It just seems chaotic at the time. It didn't seem like we we're watching, you know, Formula One. No, yeah, I, I agree. To be honest with you, it was very chaotic, especially with um, the FIA, FIA radio that we have now. Of course, with um, also one of the one of the guys from Red Bull contacted Michael Massey just to say, look, you know, do you, this is a disgrace, blah blah blah. Look, that was totally more Max's fault. Of course, back on the boy as they would, you know, it's inevitable in a situation like that. Of course, yeah, you know, Toto saying, look, I've sent you email documents, you know, evidence to say stuff from the rule book. To say, um, look, this is why, you know, Lewis is not wrong. Lewis is entitled to take that corner that way, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was it was pretty mad, you know. Imagine sending a man <laughs> in a sport like Formula One, you know, emails with high importance and, you know, to whom it may concern, CC and all, you know, <laughs> all the stewards and fucking, like, everyone in. It's, it's, it's pretty dramatic, I can't lie. I mean, it's... It'd be great for drafts to survive. I, I loved it. Yeah, it'd be great for I loved it when he said, I don't check my emails during the race. I was absolutely <laughs> on the floor. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, it's literally like, you know, trying to get your manager and, you know, you're just like, just tell him I'm, I'm in a meeting. You know, it's literally like one of them ones. Um, yeah, it was it was that um, it did come a bit like TV showish, you know, a bit loving hip hop, sort of like drum sort of thing, you know. Yeah, people like Helmut Marco say, you know, yeah, Lewis should be suspended for a race, you know. Um, Horner was even saying, um, did he say it was intention or something from Lewis? Uh, I know he said I something mean, wild anyway, so it was so, just a bit so, like you know, yeah. So I, I was watching the Horner interview, okay. So for those of you that don't know the race result, Hamilton went on to win the race, which obviously left a sour taste in the mouths of Red Bull, exited Hamilton at the Mercedes garage. Now, Horner after the race turned around and said. I hope Lewis is happy with himself. That was unacceptable driving. You never make a pass into that corner ever on this circuit when I know in the past many, many a driver have taken advantage going into that corner. There have been lots of places that have been traded going into that corner. He was saying 10 seconds is not enough. Yeah, he was just, yeah. I was watching that interview with the clench fist. But, let me come to you on this, uh, Nam. Nam, you've joined us. Um, what was your take on on, on Horner's comments? <laughs> Do you want the uh, PG version or the uh, X-rated one? Which one? 
X-rated, bro. Yeah. X-rated. is an absolute scumbag and a bitch. Because he understands where he gets the audacity to even come come that kind of way at the end of the race, knowing that knowing that your driver is Max Verstappen and has been doing it for the last I don't know three four races. He definitely did it in Formula. He definitely did it in Spain, where you got your elbows out, and he he definitely did it in France, where you got your elbows out and he was aggressive. So now it's happened to you. And then unfortunately, even even it didn't even happen to Max. Max caused his own downfall and almost killed himself. So I I, I don't get where Horner's getting all excited for. He needs to chill. He really does need to chill. Um, I I I need my own two two three seconds on the whole Max situation in regards to his tweets and all that stuff afterwards. But in regards to Horner, fam, he's He's an absolute dickhead. Absolute dickhead. Because he, he clearly doesn't understand that they're racing for world championships. And as a result, it's going to get a bit sketchy. But for you to act, for you to say that he's, he was basically endangering the life of... No, Max has been endangering people's lives since he started in this F1 business. And everyone seems to be okay with it. Oh, but now Max has decided to make a, uh, an issue. Max has decided to make an issue and has crashed himself out of, of a race that was important, all of a sudden, Lewis is the aggressor. I'm, I'm not here for this this um, pseudo-racism, pseudo-aggression um, by that fizzy pop company, bro. They need to chill out, bro. They actually need to chill out. <laughs> they really do need to chill out. Because it's, it's starting to piss me off. And it's starting, to, it's starting to stop my enjoyment of the racing that's happening. Racing isn't happening in Formula 1. That's the nature of Formula 1. But to go out and say, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Where, where, where was this energy? Uh, where was this energy um, when Max Verstappen was crashing out people in the start of his career? Where was this energy? You was, you was applauding it then, weren't you? Guys, yeah. fam, let me go on mute now. Listen, even Perez. Perez did it twice last week. He wasn't saying nothing. Perez did something very similar last week twice. He didn't say nothing. And, and they just want to keep... And I just want to keep tight-lipped about it. I, I personally think watching that Horner interview is very, very unprofessional of him. The way he was responding to um, Ted. It was Ted, right? He was giving the interview. Or who, who, whoever the interviewer was. He was just yeah, it was Ted, giving yeah. he was just, he was just giving one-word responses to him. It was just very unprofessional. You could see that it had clearly got to him. He kept going on about 51G, 51G. Okay, we get that it was 51G. I mean, why do you keep going on about it for? Like, dude. Hamilton served his penalty and he come back and he won the race. You just so bitter. And it was really for me frustrating to see. But I mean, you know what? Ever since 2010, I mean, I've been waiting for this from Horner. I wanted those tears. But yeah, go for it, Richard. Do you know know what's funny as well? Yeah. You know, if obviously Lewis saved his penalty and didn't win, you know what? There would be no uproar about the penalty. Of like course. there would be zero or pro people would be like, oh, it's justified then. It's only because he's managed to save the penalty and still win the race in an amazing fashion. People are like, oh, it's it's not harsh enough. It's not harsh. You know, it's it's the case of like, okay, it's unfortunate that you know Max crashed out in the way he did. But you need to be in mind is that you know the safety of these cars are a lot better than what they were 10, 20, 25 years ago. You know, people saying, Oh, yeah, you could have died. Yeah, of course, like. Well, we're not in 1985, we're in 2021. It's a very different time now. 
I'm looking at some more like the runoff area and the gravel area. It, like that didn't slow the car down at all. Like that did not unto persevere the the onto G's that Max went in um, went through going into the tie wall. I'm looking at more towards that. Like, why didn't that slow the car down? Basically, I get obviously mm-hmm. the MotoGP there, and you know that helps and whatever else. But you know, I, I don't know. It's just people are being just really salty and really petty over it. Like for me, I feel as a racing incident. You know, I feel like both could have maybe did better. But at the end of the day, the way people have like shown themselves up, you know, mostly Red Bull side, you know, with Max, with Kelly PK, obviously Horner and other people as well. It's really been distasteful. Because if there's the other way around, they still would have blamed Lewis, no matter what. If it was just Lewis in Max's position and Max in Lewis' position, they still would have blamed Lewis. So exactly. it's this lack of it's this lack of energy and uh, inconsistency. It's just it's nasty man. Honestly it's horrible. The funny definitely, thing definitely. Is, yeah, just to add to that yeah Richard yeah is last year we saw a man crash into the barriers and there was an inferno, right? So, and that saved his life. So if that could happen, surely whatever crash happened today, Max was going to be okay. He might have been bruised, injured a little bit, but he would have been fine. So for them to glorify it, to make it seem like, fam, he was on his deathbed or um, thoughts and prayers for Max... X, Y, and Z. Bro, he went for a protocol yeah, checkup. Yeah. Yeah. He went for a protocol yeah. checkup for concussion. Like, that's that's all he did. Like, that's that doesn't warrant the aggression in language by every single member of um, the senior the senior um, leadership at Red Bull. And, like, Horner was disgusting. Helmer, fam, I, he, he continues to be but don't even mention helmet. I mean, yeah, I, I, just like, for... he is a helmet. That's that's the ironic thing. He literally is a helmet the way he acts. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you know what I mean. So, oh, so, so, so for those of you guys that are unaware, listeners, watchers, Helmut Marco turned around and said after the race that Lewis Hamilton should be banned, and it was homicidal behavior, quote unquote. That's what that's 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 what the tweet was. Um. And I completely agree with you, Nam. Just the way in which Red Bull have reacted to this is very, very unprofessional. And it's disgusting. And I I personally feel as though they're not going to gain any new fans from this. They're not going to, you know, look good in anyone's book. Um, you Just as a, as a big racing manufacturer, you know, big, big racing team on the grid, you just don't move like this, especially in a world champion. Um, especially in the world championship, and, and I would have better. Hey, it's Red Bull. I'm not surprised. Um, lastly, on this, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you, Richard. Um, I'm not an uh, an an Insta user myself. Uh, I'm I'm a bit old for it, to be honest with you. But um, Max put a little post out, didn't he? Something about um, unsport behaviour, uh, unprofessional. Um, yeah, along those lines, and, and and he didn't like the fact that Lewis was celebrating or the people were celebrating whilst he was in hospital. What's your thoughts on that? Um, well, I no, I I just feel that um, it's just be he was acting like I just said, I'm say he was acting like a little bitch, really. You know, tweeting from your hospital then from your instrument, you know, being like, ah, oh, it's so unprofessional the way people are acting and blah blah blah. Okay, so let's take it back to when he crashed you. Okay, so there's footage going around of people celebrating him crashing out. Yeah, cool. Okay, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe just crashing out. 
celebrating the fact that he was out the race, not so much the way he crashed, basically. I also seen when he was getting out the car, those same people were cheering that he got out the car, but that wasn't really doing the rounds. So all this thing about classless bits and all this shit, and it's just, it's, it's, it's pathetic, really. So, of course, you know, Max went on, Max went on Twitter and on Insta. I was saying, basically said, oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm okay. I was quite an impact, blah, blah, blah. I basically said, the penalty, that does not help us in any way and doesn't do justice to the dangerous move Lewis made on track. Watching the celebrations after the race while still in hospital is disrespectful and unsportsmanlike behavior, but we move on. And if you tweeted something off the account where um, he wanted to punch up Ocon after getting taken out, didn't he? Basically. That was me. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it rightfully did the demand, yeah. I mean, do we have to speak any further? There you on go. That? Yeah, I, I do. Don't speak any further. Like, um, he had to do what is it a course, was it like a, a behavior course? And what else happened to him as well? Basically, yeah. Like, you don't plan. It's he, he only he got to the driver and pushed him. He yeah, yeah. To another driver when you were getting weighed, yeah, yeah. I just want to say and this is this is, compared to what you just said of what uh, Max just said. This is what Lewis has said. Today is a reminder of the dangers we face in this sport, and we should never take lightly the risk. I send my best wishes to Max, who is in an incredible is an incredible competitor, and I'm glad to hear he is okay. I will always race hard, but always fairly. I am so proud of what we have achieved today through teamwork. My team showed grit, perseverance, commitment. And to this incredible sport, it's a dream in, to win in front of the home crowd. This is for you. Never give up. Keep rising. Keep fighting. And you see, that you just show the contrast in characters that these two are. That the first thought, like Hamilton was saying, this is, um, first of all, I wouldn't wish my competitor the best. And this is, because um, you understand, this is why we race, isn't it? We race. Um, to be competitors, but we got to respect each other first. And he sent his best wishes out first. And then you come back, you got Max there coming with some nasty comments. Um, not not really nasty, but like very microaggressive, trying to make Lewis out to be a bad guy for celebrating a win. Wait, a win's a win. No matter how you get it, a win's a win. He didn't do anything completely wrong. So he's he has every right to celebrate it, and he's in this flipping front of his home crowd. His own crowd. If I score a winning goal for my team, or I'm I'm the winning driver of my team, and it's somehow because it's a controversial win, I'm still celebrating. I'm still celebrating. I'm ripping my top off, of and I'm going out there bare chest. I'm celebrating. You can't stop well, me. You're doing an Adebayo. You're doing an exactly. Adebayo. I'm running to that, up bro. to everyone, <laughs> side and everything. Nah, he, he, needs, um, to, he needs to grow yeah, up, man. The, He's a big man. He's been in this school for seven years. Be a baby yourself. What makes this even worse, yeah, is the fact that let's take it back to last year, Bahrain. If 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 you're not allowed to celebrate a win when there's a horrific crash or something that happens, yeah, let's take it back to Bahrain, yeah, when um. Roman Grosjean crashed out. Who won that race? So it was Max, didn't he? Yep. And he was fist pumping the air like it was like like nothing happened. We almost witnessed driver a driver literally might have lost his life in one of the most horrific crashes. And Max Verstappen on the podium was jumping up and down and fist pumping the air like like he's like he's like he's just bagged the the world championship himself. He used to nah, that was Lewis, wasn't it? 
Lewis didn't win. I, though, I, he did. Okay, we need we, we, we to double check that. Yeah, it was Lewis. It was Lewis. It was Lewis that won it. Your max came second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, what's, uh, well, I was like, are we sure? Are I was we like, sure? I swear Max sure? didn't win until Abu Dhabi. Like, no, no, yeah. Lewis, Lewis won. He still was fist pumping the air on his second. He was still celebrating that way. He still, he still went to, or not even went, sorry. He's still celebrating getting on the podium. Coming second. These yeah. things happen in Mongolia. Like so, yeah, so I, just because he was on the receiving. So, so I think no, so, looking back on on the on the, I'm just just want to come back to the incident itself. Um, and 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 I know you want to say something, Richard, but what was your take on the incident itself? Would you reckon it was just a racing incident, Max's fault, Lewis's fault, because there was a lot of back and forth on the timeline? You know, I had a certain view, and then I was like. And, and my initial view was that it's, it was Lewis's fault. However, looking back at Curran Chandot's comments, looking at racing line diagrams on Twitter or whatever, you know, I'm still 50-50. I personally think it was a racing incident. I'm not saying that with my Lewis Hamilton, you know, T-shirt, hat or whatever on. I genuinely think it was a racing incident and too hard to call. But yeah, but what's your take on it, Richard? Um, no, I, I agree. At first, I thought it was a racing incident. Um, and then obviously looking at Kuhn's analysis and looking at more evidence, basically, you, you could you could be pedantic and say it's more Max's fault than anything because he does seem to turn in a fair bit into um, into basically where Lewis's space is and basically trying you know shut the door as they say basically on Lewis. The thing is as well as that, um, as I tweeted off the account, Max has been trying this with Lewis all season. He tried it at Emila, he tried it at Spain. He's tried it, I think, at France as well. He's tried it a good couple of times with him. Uh, Lewis is trying to basically bully him. And Lewis has been like, oh, you know, I'll yield. I'll be able to catch you later on. This time around, Lewis is like, nah. And just, we're in the middle of a title fight here. Like, I need to go for these ambitious corn, be ambitious overtakes, basically. Okay, people say, you know, at course, you don't really overtake there. But, you know, when Alonso overtook, you know, Schumacher at 130R in Japan in like 05 or whatever. Yeah. People were saying, oh, yeah, that was risky as well, but he still pulled that off. If it was pulled that off today, people would be like, oh, yeah, it's a great move and whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, I feel it was a racing incident. You know, you could you could say on Max's part, he could have went wide, as, especially at the, the gift of the runoff area as well, to maybe give Lewis more space. And you could say maybe Lewis could have turned in a bit more and hit the apex perhaps as well. But at the same time as well, with, with the speed that they're going at, could Lewis actually turn in at the apex at, at a cute of an angle with Max that close to him? I don't think he could. I don't think he could. So I think it's just basically a base incident. You could say, yeah, Lewis could have yielded. But as, as I said, Lewis has been doing that all season. At some point, they were going to clash because Max thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep trying this black guy. I'm going to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. He's going to yield each and every time. This time, he doesn't yield. It's just unfortunate that's happened here, you know, at Corbs, at this high-speed corner, and he's crashed in that facts. way. That's at least, facts. At least Max knows now that Lewis ain't no small boy. At least, hopefully, that sends a message out to him. Say, look, I've been giving, I've been giving you space and giving you respect all season. Yeah, this is where shit's gonna get ugly. So I'm looking forward to Hungary now and the uh, rest of the season. I will follow because I think it's gonna happen again. I honestly think it's gonna happen again because I think Max is gonna get a very um, hot header now and try and yeah. get him back in a way, basically. So I think it's gonna happen again. But guess what? Lewis will still get the blame for it, even if it's entirely Max's fault. I think it's gonna be 2016 all over again. 
um, with um, Rosberg and Hamilton clashing a few times, I think it's going to be one of those years now. Um, it was always bubbling up to be that way. And I think um, Lewis tried to avoid it as much as he can. But I, I just don't think you can avoid it now. You have to be, he has to be more aggressive, especially if the Red Bull is going to be this quick. He has to be aggressive. I'm not saying race dirty or do what Rosberg did and play some of the tactics Rosberg did, even though Rosberg's probably smiling down at Hamilton um, today. But um, it's like, you've got to really, he's got to be aggressive. He's got to be more aggressive um, over the next couple of races. I think he's been very nice to Max over the past couple of races. And yeah, it's time just to bring bring back that old Lewis, bring, bring back that old Lewis where you're really being that a predator rather than um, <clears throat> just always when you're, he's able to run away with things and just say, I'll get you later something. Like he did with Leclerc today. He, let, he kind of just let Leclerc go away on the mediums, didn't he? So when he was on the mediums, he just kind of let Leclerc go yeah. away. He didn't push on. But then he was like, all right, when it's the hards, you just saw him. Boom, boom, second lap, one second off, 1.2 off, 1.3 off. Boom, here again. Now he's in, within DRS range. Bang, within three laps, done. Game over. Hamilton win, done. Bang. And correct that's me if I'm sorry. Yeah. Go, sorry, go Alec, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when Rosberg was doing this to Hamilton, I don't think there was this much uproar, was there? When he was, you know, giving him punches, you know, there, there, and all stuff like there that. Wasn't, was, but there wasn't, it wasn't like... It wasn't to this mean, level, was it? No, but obviously because it's it's yeah. um it's within the team, isn't it? You wouldn't really expect Toto to come out and say, oh, Hamilton or Rosberg is... um. Whatever, whatever I, I, I'm not. I'm not really talking about with like on totals. So I mean, as in like you know the pundits and the fans and all that. Like but there I was. Don't, I don't. I don't think there was I mean, this like much uproar when you know. Did, did PDR say anything? Did PDR say anything? I don't think it was this late. I think it was more. It was more um, kind of like subliminals of Rosberg. Like he would say something that was that was kind of like directed to to Hamilton in kind of like a subliminal way. But this one's just play out, play out with a uh, Right, this is. I mean, I mean, the way I'm seeing it right now. I mean, I've watched Formula One a lot of years. I don't think I've ever seen a day like this. Like it was, literally, the gloves were off, and the FIA radios straight after the incidents just let me know straight away that this isn't normal. Like they were on the radio to say, "Yo, that was a dangerous move." That's what Red Bull was saying. Toto was like. Check your emails. We've checked the rules. No, Hamilton was in the right. It was like now the gloves are off. It's no holds barred. Um, I think. But yeah, look, major points. It was major points. Um, up grabs. So of course they'll both be like. I mean, they really lost so much points, and obviously Red Bull don't want Hamilton to gain any points. Of the you know, but, but, but us, you know, but us isn't going to gain much points for them. But it's um. But I mean, I think, we'll talk about him another day as well, but but us. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah, go on, Anik. But but I I think you touched on it actually before the pod. Like, okay, fair enough. We saw the FIA radio straight after, but it was like after the race as well. It's like they still had that sour taste in their mouth. Lewis has served his ten seconds. He's gone out there. He's charged through the field. He's won, and you're still bringing it up, which makes me feel as though like yeah, okay, now. We're just gonna go for it, ham, uh, you know, hammer and tongs. So it felt more look, personal rather than actual exactly the sport. Like it was felt more personal, like more digs at Hamilton rather than actual. Hundred. I feel like 100%. yeah, if they if they wanted to do something about it, they could have said something about more, made it general. 
but it was very much all directed at Hamilton and about his character and stuff, which it's like it's just it's like a typical thing sometimes you just play into the black man's microaggressions and stuff or I mean, we're used to it now, isn't it? So, but it is to, what it to is. Me, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mark. To me, yeah, I, I think this, this is very telling of Red Bull's mentality um, in regards to just the, I guess, what how they felt that the championship was going to go and what's happening now. They, they, they thought it was going to be kind of like a walkover for them. Max is going to continue to be aggressive and... Um, Lewis is just going to continue to concede. And now, Lewis has kind of amped up the pace. Like you said, uh, Martin, last last few pods, that it's going to be the second half of the season now. So this is where Mercedes kind of turn it on, so to speak. That's when they start to turn on the aggression, turn on the kind of like they start to fine-tune a few things. And I think today was just the beginning of that display from them. Um, and, and Red Bull haven't responded in a great way. So mentally, for me, I feel like Max is potentially losing the championship. Because I, I, I assume Horner's going all out because he knows that his driver can't mentally match that kind of aggression from someone else. He, Max has to be the aggressor and everyone has to be submissive. If someone else is aggressive with him, he doesn't necessarily from previous experience, he doesn't necessarily deal with that well. And if the team don't back him, then he starts to get onto the team. Why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? X, Y, and Z. So I think they needed to come out hard. But this to me has made me realise that Max mentally is struggling in regards to, all right, cool. So now the world champion is is matching my aggression. How do I deal with that? There's a reason he's the world champion, isn't it? And they speak so much about, oh, um, mind games and stuff. We keep hearing this thing about mind games and um, Lewis is cracking under the pressure, but it's not, It's not, look, they've got to be checking their boy. They've got to check their boy first. I've seen a lot of times from Max um, get, get aggressive and, and whatnot. But look, let's see. Let's see how it plans out, pans out for the rest of the season. Also, in that red flag area, we saw um, the use of Gorilla Glue. I, I tweeted it from the account. I saw, like, you know, H- Hamilton's front wing was damaged. So they, I think they started, you know, using a bit of super glue or something to repair it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, st- I think that was the same front ring that he went on to win the race with. Um, and in doing so, from the restart, um, Hamilton and Leclerc seemed to be, like, dicing a little, I think, into the first corner. Um but it seemed as though in that first stint on, you know, in the race itself, Hamilton just couldn't make up that two, two, two or so second gap between Leclerc. Maybe he was doing it on purpose. Maybe he was looking to, you know, look after the tyres. But it seemed as though he couldn't overtake him on track in that first stint. Um, but then he, he pitted on, I think, lap 27. Um, and he came out in fourth or fifth. Did he come out? Well, he came out behind Lando Norris. He managed to overtake him on those fresher tyres. Um, the team instructed Hamilton to swap with Bottas, who, who then left Hamilton in second, and he proceeded to charge down Leclerc at a rate of over a second a lap and, you know, end up with a resounding victory um, in front of the home crowd. 
you know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Hamilton, we saw another masterclass for him today. He was in the headlines before taking that victory, but he's our driver of the day unanimously. Let me come to you on this, Martin. Mentally, for Hamilton, how does this guy do it? How does he prove all of us wrong every time? I oh, know, actually, he didn't prove you wrong because I know you were saying from the start, he's going to win, he's going to win, he's going to win. Why did Hamilton prove me wrong? Because I was saying, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a P two for Hamilton and a fastest lap here. I think it's what it's what champions are made of, isn't it? You're not a seven term world champion for nothing. Even if you have one of the quickest cars on the grid, that like, you have to have that mentality. Um, we we almost we almost hear about in like every sport that killer instinct, that killer mentality, and to be a killer, you have to be a predator, don't you? So. He has that instinct in him. We hear it in, when it comes to all the greats, whether it's Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, LeBron James, any of them. Doesn't matter what sport you hear about, they all have that type of that same gene in their body. And Lewis is just—he has that same gene. Um, I don't—he—I don't know what he does to get into that mode, but I feel like, it, especially with the home race as well, and he really didn't want to disappoint. He was just so happy to see so many fans out there supporting him as well as the other British drivers as well. But they were really there just to really support Hamilton and just seeing those LH44s on the Union Jacks, the hats and everything. He was like, I'm already, his week started off very well. And he was like, I'm going to finish it on an absolute high. And boy, what a way to do it. I mean, like, I remember I was I remember in the group chat I was saying, oh, I was getting frustrated with Mercedes. I'm like, why are they not pitting him? Why are they not pitting him? Because I, I just could just feel that Lando was just gonna keep on gaining time, gaining time. And I think they pitted him right perfectly. Um and it was nice of Bottas to let Hamilton through um and not hold him up. Thank you, Bottas, for doing that this once. And then he just went on to win and as I said, it's what it's what the what a seven-time world champion does. That's what they do. That's that's why he is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. It was, you know what? Just when you were saying that, I was thinking, man, I all of us said it, man. We need to be there next year. As uh, fans, the crowd, it was electric this weekend. We could hear it through the screen. We were like oh my God, it's just epic. It's amazing. And yeah, really wish we were there to to celebrate um, with Hamilton. But don't worry, next year, Mahad's looking after us, yeah? Is he, is he sorted out the expenses? Of course he, he is, of course. Yeah, he sorted us out. He's, he sorted us out with, with a box next year. Um, but <laughs> let me come to you on this, Richard. Talk me through those last 10 or so laps. Charles Leclerc, in the lead, said he's comfortable, said he's got some speed in the bag. Hamilton's tires are blistered. They've, you know, he's charging through. What's 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 going on there? Talk me through it. Talk me through it. I mean, to, to be fair, even for me, it's a bit hard to, you know, praise him. You know, people who listen to Bono have got a bit of agenda on a certain Robbie driver, but you know, with a legal engine, you know, he's all right. I can't lie. Charles, Charles is all right. You know, he held it down, you know, from, you know, um, the restart up until like a couple laps ago. So I've, I've got to give him his praise. He, he had a fan, very fan base, but 
Look, Lewis is inevitable, isn't he? As soon as he got past Bottas, you know, within like, I don't know, half a lap or so, he was like two seconds ahead of Bottas. So Lewis was a man on a mission. He was actually doing like a second a lap, then half a second a lap, and second lap, half a second lap, give or take. You know, it was it was inevitable, really. And, you know, Charles is a decent defensive driver, but, you know, as soon as he nabbed him, come lap, lap 50 on uh, the DRS and into, ironically, Cops Corner, you know, that, that was it, isn't it? Wasn't it? But as I said, early, early on in the race, you know, um, as I said, it might be um, t- <laughs> that's your button on the fly there, yeah. Except <laughs> 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 for war with a. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, Alex uh, currently boxing up a fly. Maybe he looks like Max. I don't know. You know. <laughs> no, but um, oh, fucking hell. Um, no, what was I was gonna say, yeah, um, yeah. For early on in the race, um, Lewis couldn't really get anywhere near Charles. He was constantly like two seconds behind him. I said, I don't know if it's due to tire preservation or like something else. This was in the middle of uh, Charles's engine issues. He kept saying Ed was cutting out, then cutting on, and cutting out, cutting on. Like, you know, sometimes when you don't pay your lucky bill and the lights go out and back on again. <laughs> but that's not here nor there. Um, but yeah, as soon as he had the pit stop and then man, he managed to get past Bottas, you know, it was it was almost similar to um, what's his name? What was that base? Paul Ricard. That's it, yeah. Paul Ricard, where, you know, if it was a lap or two shorter, you know, Char probably would have won the race, you know, it was one of them things, but, you know, as I said, he, he had a very good race today, to be fair, even though he didn't head the lead off of, you know, some Max Lewis chaos, it wasn't a legitimate overtake, but, you know, that's not here nor there. Sometimes you got to <laughs> I would say he had a good start, though. He had a great start to even just get ahead of, who was ahead of him? Was it the McLaren and uh, uh, Bias? Otas. Yeah, yeah, so he did well to get ahead of that, I think, and then just to be able to keep that distance as well and get so gain so much time so he can actually finish second, I think. Um, but it is Boas as well. Boas, Jesus Christ. Guys, do you think this performance is better than last year's free will? I think it's on par, to be honest with you. I think it's on par with that. I think this one, I don't know, man. They're both amazing, Mate. amazing races. Wait, so not, what was that now? Which which performance? So it's the so, performance between when he brought it home with three running wheels or today's performance. Which one would you say? I think, I think, I think, I think today. today's, you know. I think today's, today, you know. Because when you think about it, he was only on three bacon tyres for like, was it nine corners, was it? And so I feel like, like someone... in the last lap, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hamill, he was already but, like, but you know, lost his time ahead of Max. No, he crossed four seconds ahead of Max in that race. Yeah, he was, he was, I remember in that race, he was still battling with Bottas, like, throughout the race. He still had to get past Bottas, and then his ties went, and then Verstappen was coming. I, that's what I remember. But yeah, I think this, this year's, this year's race has been... Was was been was really good. His performance this year was fantastic, and I think it's added added even more to the fact that it was in front of a whole crowd. The crowd was up for it, and we got to drink Red Bull tears. It really gave us wings today. Sweet, very very sweet it was. Um, I just want to quickly touch on Leclerc though, um, and I'm going to come to you on this, Martin. I know you 
touched on it briefly with regard to you know him 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 driving a decent enough race did we see anything from leclerc and ferrari today to suggest that okay maybe for hungary and the subsequent races there could be something or do you reckon it was just uh, again showing that predator instinct and you know seeing the opportunity there and you know maximizing it I think that's I think that's all Ferrari can do in it. Um mm-hmm. I, I I don't expect anything from Ferrari. Um I think they pretty much just gonna get that fourth spot. Uh yeah. <laughs> Ferrari's so difficult to judge. Like they'll have a good they'll good race, or they one of their drivers will have a really good race, and then the next race they will be absolutely rubbish, and then the race after that they'll one of them again will have another good race, and yeah, it's yeah, it's just neither here to, or there. Yeah, like Ferrari just let them work on their twenty twenty two car, in it. Um, yeah, because he fucked up science and stuff as well, didn't he? Because science should have yeah. finished him higher than what he did, but you know, exactly. a twelve second pit stop that's always gonna fuck you up, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's just, I think it's more the competence of Ferrari rather than the drivers themselves. I think the drivers can come up with their heads held high for this weekend. Yeah. I think it's more, you know, Ferrari. It's just, it's just them lot, isn't it? Just, you know. Yeah, I think Science had a really good race as well. Science had a really good race as well. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's really comes to Ferrari. You just, you just never know, man. You just, it's like yeah, shooting it's just, and hoping, isn't it? You just. Definitely. You know, one one last question though on Ferrari and Leclerc. I'm, I'm going to come to you on this, Nam. Going into Cops Corner, the race-winning move from Hamilton was that fair driving from the two of them? Did he leave Hamilton enough space? Yeah, he left. He left him. He left him enough space. I mean, he didn't squeeze him yeah. into the wall like a certain Max Verstappen, and he didn't turn into yeah, we Max, know that like a certain Max Verstappen, and he didn't hit his wheel. Um, onto another car, like I said, Max has happened. So that's three moves, that's three points already, making a better driver than Max has happened at Silverstone. So, I, I mean, he, he did, he, he did, they, they both raced fair. They both raced fair um, over Corpse. And that's how you're supposed to do it. Give each, give each other enough space around probably the fastest corner at Silverstone and respect each other as drivers. And whoever you say, or has holds a little bit more. Sorry, when you say, I mean, Leclerc went off to be fair to go see Babe, so he he definitely gave him plenty of space. I think he gave him too much space, boy. Yeah, that's because Leclerc didn't hold his nerve, didn't it? That he just he's got bozo <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it did, man. The man gave us space and then gave me even more space. So, hang on, let me come up. Look off the track. Like, whoop. I was like, hang on, what's going on here? Is this, is this someone's future goat driving like this? Okay, I digress. Rob, that, Rob, that's my generational driver. Let's not talk about it today. That's my generational let's, driver let's, there. I, I got to say, let's be fair on Leclerc on around that. It's it's a very fast corner. And he, and he tried to be quite respectful around the corner. I just think he... That Ferrari isn't that great to drive and probably was out of sorts as he was coming around around the corner. So uh, it's it's difficult for him to to keep it on the track at that corner. That that corner is incredibly fast. And people I think must forget about it as well. 
Um, but I mean, I'd rather do that than hit someone's will and slap myself into a barrier at 51G and then complain about it after. I that's what I'll prefer to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, is what it is. Let's see if Leclerc can get onto the top step of the podium at some stage this season. Remains to be seen. Um, but coming back to, to Hamilton, we, 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 we've touched on it. We can't, can't get away from Lewis, can we? Um, the start of proceedings this, this long weekend. Um, on Friday, we had the qualifying session um, and he was able to, to stick it on pole, which meant that he was yeah, on pole for the sprint qualifying session. Richard, what would what, you make of this new format, um, this sort of three-stage process leading up to um, the race day on Sunday? How, how, how did you, how did you um, assess it this weekend? Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was spectacular. I didn't think it was shite, to be honest. Um, to be fair, I would prefer it if, you know, if you basically, so like an F2, basically, if you get pole and qualifying, if you start on pole for the future race on the Sunday, and then the sprint race is over, reverse qualifying, blah blah blah. Cool. Of course, I know that a lot of the teams weren't too keen on their reverse qualifying. I mean, reverse grid. So I think okay, fair enough. But the thing is, this the the format is a sprint qualifying, so it's just basically a long race and qualifying session where you can just rejig your position. Basically, it's almost like a second chance saloon. So, for example, with Alonso, he qualified on Friday to be twelve or something. And then he made up like five places, like it was amazing start from him really. And he went got up to like fifth. And then obviously the McLaren's dunked on him, and he qualified seventh. So you think, oh, okay, cool. But someone like you know Checo, he got into Daniel Carter's wake, ended up you know going for a little pirouette and almost tried to kill kill someone. Who was I think it was maybe Sonoda or something. And he tried to rejoin the yeah. track. I thought that was that was that was dangerous. That was. Maybe, that was maybe very it's a rebel thing. Maybe it's a rebel thing to be dangerous driver. I know these this yeah. bozo gene that some of these drivers had because science did the exact same thing as well. I think also on Snowd as well, something like that as well. Where you literally rejoin the track and yet you know, good thing these drivers are They're great just trying reactions. to take out Snowd right here. Yeah, try to take um evasive action really. So it's just yeah, that was a bit messy. Um, to be fair, if it was to be brought in for next season. I would only want it for like maybe like a maximum of like three to five races at the same time. Because at the end of the day, these car, the new cars are going to be able to follow each other a lot closer anyway. So there might not be a point to it regardless, perhaps. But at the same time, I feel that it should be the case of with this sprint quality, it should be a sprint race. So there should be like actual points on the line for it, basically. So even if you do like the top 10, you know, get between one point to ten points, you know, like the old uh, point system, basically, like pre-2010. You say the winner gets ten points, and then second place, eight points, duh, 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 whatever, whatever. I think that would be a lot better of a format, really, rather than the whole... Because, you know, we was all made up when Lewis got, you know, the fake pole on the Friday, basically. To have that then, like, snatched away from him in a little 17-lap race to then start second, and then this incident happened, you know, it didn't sit right with me, really. Um, so, ironically enough, you should say if it wasn't for the spring quality, the incident wouldn't have happened. Maybe so. Who knows? Yeah, but, you um, never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that as well. But yeah, I think it's all right. Um, I want to see. I want to see more of it. Basically, this season. Well, there's going to be more of it this season. 
I want to see how it is in Monza and whatever the fear trap will be of this Interlagos or whatever to get more of a gauge of it. But you know, I don't want this to become like, a, oh yeah, let's make it for 10 bases next season, sort of thing. Let's make because that's when it turns F1 to, in, into a gimmick, especially if you're going to do a qualifying base, not like a little sprint base, sort of thing. Because I want you know, F1 to hold its integrity and to, to be pure. If someone gets the fastest lap in qualifying, they should start on pole, not this fugazi thing of oh. Let's rejig it and you know turn it up a bit for seventy. I'm not. I'm not four hundred kilometers. I'm not too keen on that. So, as I said, it was it was all right. You know, all the commenters saying it was a success. Like, but you can't say why. Say like, why was it a success? Because your boy got pole basically. Like exactly, yeah. So, I'm able to give it another call. Once then we can assess end the season whether it's really worth it or not. Because then, as Ross Brown said, it's based on fan engagement. So. If you make a lot of ruckus on Twitter and say, yo, this is shite, maybe they'll pull away for 2032. So who knows? Maybe they should try this year. I don't I think maybe one of the races, maybe Interlagos, if it is that gonna be maybe let's try the sprint race with like a reverse grid. So that way the drivers can kind of like make it to the front for pole instead of Let's say Max sitting at the start, going around for like 17 laps and then finishing pole. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. I think if it was a reverse grid and they did that, it would have been a little more exciting because there's no way, there's no way the Hass are going to finish first. They're just not going to do that. So, and there would be more of a taking more, more kind of like pressure and more, I guess, competitiveness. Because I, 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 I've got two minds on it. I think one, I think the the sprint race was good, but the wrong regulations were there. Like if for next year's cars, I think the sprint race would, would work really well. But I think as well, if they reverse grid it and they brought more pressure, it it would allow the whole 17, 18, 19, how many laps there is going to be for the sprint race to be more competitive. Because after let's not lie, after lap four. It was, it was you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else really yeah. changed. So. I think it was too long. I personally. Yeah. Do you think you should, um, Nam? Do you think you should reverse if you're the top ten or the whole grid then? I think I think you've got to do the whole grid because if you do the top ten, then there's nothing for. I mean, if you do the top ten, you have to kind of reverse grid eleven to eleven to like. <laughs> 20 as well so if you do mm. reverse top 10 and then reverse 11 to 20 that potentially could work but i think if you if you do the whole grid reverse then it allows for more overtaking more more competitiveness because yeah exactly it's, yeah it leaves that i don't think well, we should have mr mon i think i like i like i kind of like the format they kind of did it but i think Instead of having a Q3 session, I think just have the top 10, just race it out over like, not 17 laps though, but just like 10 laps, I, I think it was too long. Because after lap seven, everyone was pretty much in the same position and it just wasn't, there wasn't much action happening elsewhere. So I think, yeah, just have that, the top, if you have, if you want to do sprint quality or whatever it is, have the quality of Q3 and Q2 on Friday. Then on a Saturday, you can have Q1 and just have the top 10 cars as you do. Just go over 10 laps and just race it out. 
I think that I yeah. I I'd say something like that. I don't but I agree with everyone else. Like you you don't want it like every race or every, every race. Yeah. I yeah, feel like I think it's just races like Silverstone, M- Monza, um possibly Abu Dhabi if they fix that track. Um yeah. Yeah, I think if they just turn spring spring quality into a sprint race and put points on the line on the VAC, but still keep the integrity of Sunday, basically, where if you finish on pole and qualify, you get to start on Sunday. I think that'll be a lot better, to be fair, rather than the spring quality. That's what I feel. There's loads of different ways in which they can do this. I think it was it was a good experiment. I think it provided a bit of action. But then again, you know, on the flip side, after the first four or five laps, you knew kind of how it was going to end up. Obviously, you know, pit stops and everything coming into play. But look, let's see what happens. Um, obviously, cars are going to f- be able to follow next year. So maybe, you know, it could work. Um, want to move swiftly on to the Mazepin Award, the clown of the day, the stinker of the weekend. Um, yeah, so we put the poll out on Twitter this week, guys, and it went to Red Bull themselves. Not just Max, not just Horner, not just Helmut Marco, not just, you know, those guys. There's also Perez as well, who didn't cover himself in glory this weekend. Um, we touched on it in, in, in the last section. Now, he went spinning out in the sprint quali. He didn't cover himself in any form of glory during the race. I think he pitted like three times and then... You know, they, the rats that Red Bull are, decided to uh, pit him, go for to slag that from Lewis. Um, but yeah, talk us through Red Bull this weekend, Richard. Um, just a bad weekend all round for them, yeah? Yeah, I mean, they come out of it with no points, isn't it? It's, you know, it's a terrible weekend. Three. Obviously, they got three. No, they got yeah. three. Well, they got th- yeah, three. Three for the sprint race. Sprint race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see, I'm forgetting the format already. Okay, yeah. So yeah, in yeah. terms of in terms of um, the sprint race, yeah, you know, it was like a mix of you know, basically a mix. Obviously, Max won the sprint race, sprint quality, whatever. But Checo, you know, yeah, he, he ended up DNFing at the end because he wanted to preserve the car, basically. So of course, you know, with Sunday, you know, unfortunately Max crashes out. So with Checo, I don't think he even got into the points once, did he? Like I don't, I think that's how much of a stink he was. I don't think he got to the point. Yeah, he, he didn't and even get it. Did. No. And then they put they pitted yeah, him, pitted him. Um, for the fastest lap, so Merck couldn't get the fastest lap, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. So which very that that's 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 petty. That is very petty. an extra point for the fastest lap, but you're like, oh, right, let's take away from Lewis. You know, every point counts, sort of thing. You know, that is that's that's when you know you know people. Um, Rebel like extremely petty. Um, either way, it was a shite weekend for them. It was a terrible weekend, you know. When you know Max crashes out, you want you know your you know, two drivers are trying to clubs themselves in some sort of glory, but he didn't. I don't know if he had an issue or he was just having an absolute stinker, but yeah, it was it's a bad weekend for Red Bull, but you know, at least it makes the constructors fight a bit more um, interesting. Yeah, I think Red Bull and yeah. their fans. Like all their little dumb clown emojis and all of that. Listen, I know what emotion you really want to put. Just put it and let me argue with you. I can't. All these clown emojis just piss me off, man. They just. Oh. 
yeah, they, they they had a stinker this weekend. They for me, they didn't cover themselves in glory. As you said, what they were doing on the socials was. And this isn't just Red Bull F1, you know, it's the Red Bull company. Like, under F1, we have drinks to go make. Yeah, Red Bull Germany. Yeah, let's just let's just drink Monster. Let's just drink Emerge. You know, that 35p Red Bull, uh, that 35p (laughs) energy drink. Let's just go to that. Boycott them. Boycott them. Um... (laughs) But yeah, um, there was so much more we had to get into this week. Um, we'll probably cover it next week. Um, with regard to the race today, Richard, Martin, anything else you want to cover? Um, just a shout out uh, to Ocon, finally. Um, oh, yeah. Doing something decent after getting a new contract. I think he had a decent weekend. Well done, Ocon. Good I mean, you um, you got a, a cheeky point. He got a end, point ahead cost- of Gasly. Well, Gazi had to pay it towards the end because he got a puncture. So, yeah, take that one. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. take, take, take yeah, that one. Well, yeah, oh no, he, hang on. Mazepin overtook a Schumacher. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I see. I see the tapes. Yeah, look at the standards. Yeah, did Mas- he also crash into Schumacher this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he spun on the first lap as well, didn't he? There's the funny thing is, you know oh, he did. He yeah, you know when he spun, I, I just we're just so accustomed now to like, oh, that's just. Who spun Mazepin? All right, okay, that's fine. It's cool. The, these two Dyson at the back of the grid is fine. But what if he overtook Mick Schumacher? Um, it was legit credit overtaking. To him. It wasn't no like I um, seen the tapes. I, I, was, I was like, wow. okay, all right then. I all know, right. I, I, I want. I, I want to know what Chris has got to say about this then. I just want to say, Ricardo, you're still on fraud watch as well. We have Ricardo on the good yeah. race. He, he got fifth. You know, we had a good race. To he's be still fair. on fraud watch. He's still on fraud watch. <laughs> Um, sure, had a decent, uh, decent race as well. He I, got I, think I think there's one man that <laughs> um, someone they like to remind us that I put him in my top three. Vettel, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> let, let's not let, let, let's not speak on that. Let, let's let's just end the party here. Look, thanks for listening. For listening. This has been another episode of Pit Stop Crackers. Like, comment, subscribe, share, tweet. You know, tell all your friends or your co-workers. Ooh, we'll catch you next week. <laughs> you know, in a in the pods. See ya. Oh god. <laughs> All right guys, I guess on that note uh we got to call it there. It's um yeah, it's it's been a great recording guys. Um and yeah, until next time. Peace. Right, right. Sports Social Podcast Network.